Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thing or, you know, I got to go save a bird, something like that. And then all of a sudden I forget. <laughs> so That's not even on my radar. You just said you have to go save a bird. <laughs> that would never be part of my day. Hey, hey, Jessica. Hey, Elsie. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So we're launched and ready to go now after how many episodes? This is, I think, episode number seven that we're starting off. Episode seven. We finally launched. We finally launched. And you know, it's so funny. It's like now we're going to be actually having interaction from people, which is like, it's sort of like we've been doing this all on our own. (laughs) I know. We've been talking simply to each other. Yes. Not anymore. Not anymore. So um, before we get going, I kind of wanted to touch base on a couple of like kind of newsworthy items uh, since it's probably going to be coming up when we release these episodes. Things will be getting a little bit closer. But one of them is the fact that in iOS 8, which is the operate the newer operating system that's going to come, you know, it's going to be released in September more likely than not. Uh, and also be coming within already pre-installed in the new iPhone, the podcasts app, at least right now with the release of iOS beta, is going to be pre-installed in every iPhone, which is kind of cool because that means that um, you can't delete it. (laughs) Number two, that people are going to go, what is that? And be able to tap on it and see a lot more content and sort of podcast as a whole is going to become sort of a little bit more ubiquitous. So people are going to be able to see it and go like, what is that? Part of their, at least their vocabulary. And you have your show right there. So you don't have to tell people to do anything other than open the podcast up to find them. Isn't that cool? It's so amazing. Yeah. So this is, this is kind of big, which is also a really good time for people to start to optimize their descriptions, particularly in the podcasts app. So um, if you look at the She Podcasts uh, listing in the podcast app. If you open it up and you just search for She Podcasts inside of your iPhone, you will see that the first two sentences are some sort of call to action. They're not like super crazy call to action. It's something like, you know, come see our Facebook group or join the um, She Podcast directory on ShePodcast.com or feedback, calling the show and sending your voice feedback. They're all the first two sentences that I have on there. And then it's really easy because you can really, they're hot linked. So you can very easily make a phone call. You can very easily um, send information to people right away. Isn't that neat? Yeah, it's amazing. I'm trying to do it right now, but I can't load it. I was going to try to add to this conversation by pulling it up (laughs) on my phone, but it's like loading, loading, loading. Which is one of the reasons I don't use the podcast app. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of crappy. Yeah. But uh, I think people need to, at least as podcasters, even with for myself, because I 
personally can't really stand the app at all. Um, I'm going to have to open it up a little bit and consume content there to see what other people are going to be doing, you know, because the majority of our audience is going to be listening via those apps. Yeah. So, yeah. And then the other thing that we need to talk about in terms of podcaster related news in term- and Apple, because this is all Apple related, uh, the new operating system for the desktop which is called Yosemite, is going to be released. I'm not exactly sure when, to be honest. I haven't really heard. But it's going to have a couple of features that are going to be really great for podcasters. One of them is the fact that you can receive phone calls now in your computer. So if somebody, and they don't have to be Mac users or iPhone users for that matter, which is the coolest, it's, which is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. So um, there, if some, if let's say you found a movie star that isn't going to give you their Skype address, or they are on the set and they need to phone into your show, then you can have them very easily do that, uh, just to your regular old phone call, and then you're going to be able to record it on your computer. Mind you, you won't be able to use Call Recorder, which is generally the the recorder that most people use because that is specifically for Skype, um, and unless you have a Skype in number um uh, but you can use another uh another what do you call it soft a piece of app a uh, piece of app another app called audio hijack pro which uh you can record any audio on your computer so so there you have it it's pretty exciting yes it is i guess i'll use ScreenFlow. You can. You can also use ScreenFlow. I think the hard part about that is the levels, just because sometimes maybe your caller could call in and have like and be really, really low, especially for phone calls. And then you'll sound like you're, you know, all primped up and really loud. And then the person that you're talking to might sound like they're like this. And then you're going to have to be. Yeah. Like, you know, so in that's annoying. Um, I, I know you can't. You, well, I don't know, but I'm assuming. Well, actually, that's not. Well, let me just make a whole sentence here. Um, in ScreenFlow, <laughs> you can separate the video from the audio. But in addition, when I start a ScreenFlow recording, for example, if I do configure recording, it will say record audio from microphone and then a separate chat box record computer audio. So I'm almost positive you can separate them. Nice. Within ScreenFlow. Now, does that mean they stay? Se- I mean, once you, you know, the trick is though even though you can export as an mp3 is it going to have the same amount of editing as GarageBand? no but you could a export them as separate mp3s or b um am i getting too nerdy here like no you're not you're not keep going (laughs) no Um, you know what because i i think that this is what you can do you can not necessarily do the entire editing but let's say you know for whatever reason somebody comes in the room a baby interrupts you a dog's barking whatever you want to cut that stuff out if you want to cut that stuff out whatever something like that um what you can do in ScreenFlow, which is super cool is that you can optimize the audio there so there's a little check mark oh my gosh that you can do in there where it actually levels out your audio and it's got really great like it's just one click basically and it levels it all out you can set your levels in uh screen flow from for both pieces of audio so for the internal one for the computer and for your microphone awesome. you can set those out and then once you optimize all of that in screen flow then you can export it out can you export out um aiff or or wave uh, let me know? check i'm not i'm actually not sure um let's see because you, if you, yeah, because that would be the best option. So if 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 Wave is there or AIFF files uh, exporting out, 
that would be the bestest the bestest thing ever. Let's see. Export uh lossless iPhone iPad. Okay, here audio only. Yeah, it's AIFF. Fantastic. Then you're then you're all set cuz you can export that out and then pull that into GarageBand or whatever other editing program you would like to kind of finish off putting your You know what? <gasps> I wonder if you could do the whole thing. That would be a really great, interesting thing to do. See if you can edit the entire thing in there. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's not as advanced as what you get in GarageBand, but it's not terrible. I mean, you certainly could. I, uh, I mean, there's like a little gear and um, track selection. I don't know. Like I said, it's not as advanced, but um, at the very least, you could uh, get the, con- the volume, yeah. Yeah, you can get the conversation and the volumes and levels. Oh, my God, that's so great. So that would be great. So any ladies, if any of you guys want to play <laughs> doing that, that would be really awesome yeah. um, for you guys to test it out. So anyway, that's really good for... Right? If somebody's this fall for the Mac users, eh? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to wait till this fall to test all our theories. To test it, absolutely. I just think it's going to be great for for people who, you know, if you can't get them on Skype and you don't have to deal with even Skype whatsoever, you can just say, oh, sorry, you're out of town. Oh, yeah, just call me on my phone. And then, you know, how cool is that? So you take all of that extra stuff out of the equation, which is awesome. So, um um, I think that's it for in terms of, of, of talking about some of that stuff. And I can't wait to start to play with all the new little things that hopefully come out. Yeah. So, um, I just love it. Gotta love a fresh update. The smell of a fresh update <laughs> morning. Yeah. And see what bugs it brings along with it as well. But then, you know, that's yeah, a- so always exciting. Yeah, exciting. Yeah. 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 So what are you what are you on to next? What's our next thing that you want to chat about here? Oh, I wanted to chat about this really quickly, although mm-hmm. I don't know how quick it'll be, but I'm going to give it a shot. Okay. Um, I know you had something else you wanted to talk about too, but someone had posted in the She Podcast group about whether or not you should edit out all the ums and yeah, like how much feedback convo should you be giving when you interview someone? Um, and so I was, I, you kind of freaked me out, Elsie, because like my comment <laughs> was like, <laughs> my comment was like, it's a regular conversation. It's just, you know, I want mine to sound like a regular conversation and people always give me the feedback that they enjoy that my show sounds like they're eavesdropping on a conversation that it's not one than the, you know, I know my show doesn't sound like NPR, you know, I know, I know I'm not Ira Glass interviewing or, or whoever, Terry Gross, but, um, at the same time, you know, and then other people, a couple other people were like, you have to really be cautious about when other people are talking because it can be very annoying or you shouldn't just be saying, uh-huh, uh-huh, over the person over and over. So I don't know. I think there should be a good balance. I mean, I don't think that I do that in my own show over and over and over to the point where other people are irritated because I do like to hear when other people are talking and not just my own voice. <laughs> but... um I don't know. I think there's a really good balance. I guess my the commenter had gotten bad feedback that she had done it too much. But I don't find that with her show. And I, I hope it, people don't find that with mine. But what do you think? No, I, I, you know, one of the comments that I had, it was, was really a personal comment that I said is that I listened to my own self. And I was like, why don't you just shut up? You know, well, this to is me. my show. But yes. Yeah. But it was really just for me because I, 
I believe that it was less connected. And, and, and then we get back to the reality of the situation here, which is it all comes from experience uh, and it not, it not meaning experience that you like previously have and the training that you have, but simply from doing things over and over again. And the experience of producing something will give you knowledge so that you can better make choices, right? So part of the process was me listening and going, I was giving too much feedback, at least for my ears, and it was really not grounded. So it wasn't like, it was, it, it was more like, uh-huh, yeah, good, mm-hmm, sure, right. You know, that kind of stuff that doesn't add yeah. anything to the conversation, but it was too much. There's always enough of that, but it was so much that you couldn't really hear the through line of the opposite person that was talking. And, yeah. and so as a listener, I did not need the right and the ahas and the good. Oh, mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that stuff doesn't add. It only makes the person that you're speaking to feel being heard. But I feel in uh, a recording setting, that should be inferred, I think. You know, I was thinking yeah. more like I wanted the other person to feel good. See, now... That's true. I did it, and even just now when you were talking, I could, now I'm very conscious of how much I say <laughs> yes to you while you're talking. Right. But Elsie, I mean, and to be totally transparent, like, most of my recordings are on Skype. They're very rarely with someone close by to me. And sometimes I do it, and I actually prefer if the other person I'm talking to does it, just so I know I haven't lost them. Yeah, and that's the problem because you know what? There's been a couple of times too where I've been really quiet listening and then the other person goes, you are you there? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, because you're not sure. And even you and I, like we've been now on the phone 20 minutes, but we've been trying to talk for at least 30. And so it was like that first 10 minutes, I was like, she, would, she was trying to tell me a story. And every time at the same spot, it would cut right out. And so now, yeah, I want to hear her voice just so I know she's not gone. Yes. <laughs> So there's that too. So that's why I do feel like, you know, a traditional radio setting where, where um, Terry asks a question and then Gene Simmons answers. This is one of my favorite interviews, by the way. You have to hear it because he pisses her off something good. Oh, no. Um, and then, you know, and then, you know, Gene talks and then Terry asks and then Gene talks. Like, that's fine because they're in the same room. But I think when, when as podcasters, when we're doing it and we're talking to people all over, I, you know, I kind of do want to make sure that like they can still hear me. <laughs> no, you're, <laughs> you know? you're so, totally like, right. I think that it's a very, it's a, it's a suit. Again, it comes just from that sense of experience is from you starting to sense what's happening with the conversation for you starting to sense. And also for you as a podcast interviewer or for, for you being the boss of your own podcast to start to sense when a guest really does need a little bit more, you know, cause you know, you can sense it. I, I started to feel now whenever I'm speaking to somebody who's super comfortable in the medium and they're talking and they know how to talk and they kind of know how to be a presence with their voice, how they can do this on their own. I basically have to move away from the mic and just let them go at it. And then there's guests that I can sense there's a little bit more trepidation. There's a little more like, 
I, I kind of have to hold them, <laughs> hold them with my voice a little more to instigate just a, to say like, yeah, like a little more prodding, a little bit more comfort level from them. So I do use my voice to help them feel more comfortable. Right. But that only comes from experience. I mean, do I do it too much on my regular show? No, you don't. I've never heard Jessica be quiet. Like I, that's never had, that's never come to my head. What about during our show right now? Do I talk over you too much during our show? No, dude, you don't. I'm just making sure. <laughs> You're so funny. You know, there's something to that, though, because there's something also to the moving. There's a I just thought about this while you were talking about the, the Terry Gross um, interview and stuff, because there's a playwright and I cannot remember this person's name. And I feel and it was like one of my the best scenes that I worked on when I was in grad school. It was this playwright that actually writes. The, he writes his lines so that they go on top of each other. Oh, so it, it, it's not Neil Simon, is it? Mm, it's not. Um, I forgot. I forgot the name of this playwright. I'm not sure. Was, I don't think it was Neil all Simon. The Jewish plays. Of yeah, Brian it was something. I forgot the name of this playwright, but he does that all the time. And wait, yeah. could it be Mamet? I think Mamet okay. does it. Okay. Anyway. I don't know. I only know the name of like three playwrights. Right. <laughs> You're so funny. But I remember that they're specifically doing these. He writes, they write it so that you can actually, you have to say, like part of the rhythm is that you have to interrupt the line. Yeah. And especially with Mamet. I think it is Mamet. That's one of the people. And when you start to do these scenes, they totally intertwine with one another. And that's the whole point. It's a sensing of having a, a real conversation with somebody else. So, yeah, of course you have to have that. But again, I go back to that feeling that you just have to, you, you just got to get not good at it, but you just have to get more in tune with the yeah. medium as a whole. Uh, and and no, you're not going to get it like right in quotes because you don't know what right is right off the bat. And some of the best conversations and the best podcast episodes that I've heard has been like a big jumble of people just like, you know, going at it. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know, Apatow writes like that too. In fact, some scenes are purposely unscripted so right. that they will make it seem, I mean, well, they can't make it seem, it is a natural conversation because they're totally winging it. They don't know what the other person's going to say or when, and that's on purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, so, I mean, it's possible that, I don't know, I think people who are really fussy about when they're listening maybe should lighten up a little. That's what I think. Because I, <laughs> I think even our own media and the way we consume it is now different than it was 20 years ago when we were listening to George and Gracie. They had a script. We don't, you know. Yeah, and, and things have completely changed like that. Too. You're right. Everything becomes a little bit more muddy. Yeah. And you know how we all got really super into things like, what was that scary movie? The one that was like a total hit. It was like an independent film and it was like that. Oh, Blair Witch. Blair Witch Project. Yeah. So yeah. then that was like one of those first ones that was like done with a camera, like it's a handheld camera, like a video camera looking thing and everything was dark and the cuts were weird. And so that was messy, not the same that it was before. And now there's a lot of people who use that as part of whatever their thing is. Right. Oh, very true. So yeah. then like as audio producers, I think it depends on what you're expecting. I mean, you, I mean, some of us have like a lot, like a lot more, um, just they know how to work audio better you know what radio should 
in quotes sound like you understand you know breaks you understand quiet there's a lot more learning that they have had in their life and experience and then there's some of us who are just like hey <laughs> we just got a mic <laughs> yeah. let's yeah. chat so it's, yeah, you're totally right. there's room for all i believe there's room for all of that and at the same time there's room to get better every single time we try it so it's it's and i think you know dave jackson from the school of Cop podcasting i think the last episode that i heard of his it was so funny he had this little this little sort of looping looping song about saying hey you guys if this is the first time that you listen to my podcast give me two more listen to three before you decide this is not for you because it's true you know sometimes it, something might like rub you the wrong way but or it's stick to the fourth and then go back and it, listen to the first one. Yeah, right. I've gotten better. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Cause sometimes that does happen. Of course it does. So, you know, so, whatever, yeah. give it, I think podcasts are like that. You have to listen to more than one. And if it's somebody rubs you the wrong way, the first time I say, at least from me, at least from my perspective, give them another shot. Yeah. <laughs> Amen, sister. You know, um, this is a good segue to the other thing we, um, wanted to discuss because I just remembered what it was. Oh, nice. <laughs> but uh, I know, sorry. Um, but I just want to tell you this story real quick because I think it applies. So so I have one of my podcasting school for women students. Um, she's about to launch like next week. And I was the first person she interviewed and I thought she did very well. But I might be not a good person to judge on because I could literally have a conversation with a coat rack, you know, like and have it sound natural and conversational. So I thought she did really well. It was a very good flow. The conversation was good. She was relaxed. I was relaxed. It was really good. The second person she interviewed was a, her business coach and a pretty well-known business coach who I've also interviewed and when I was finished interviewing her, she was like, such a good job. You're a great interviewer. You were born to do this, whatever. The feedback that she gave my student was, it needs to be more conversational. Hmm. thought that was interesting because I think that this person may need, she may be the type of guest that needs to be warmed up. And hmm. I think that my student may have not anticipated that because they're friendly. They're close. You know, that's her coach. So it's funny because I just thought it was really interesting because, like, I think that my student is good at that, but I think it takes time before the other, before it's just naturally conversational without the other person noticing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she, it's her second one in. So, so I can see why she would have gotten that feedback, but yet I didn't feel that with her, but maybe it's because I'm also a podcaster and sometimes it's easier to, interview other podcasters because they also know how to make a flow of a conversation not seem scripted and again that comes from just doing it yeah just experience yeah and 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 i felt bad but yeah but it's not and i think that that i don't know you know i I know i would love to i mean i would love to reveal just so you could have a better insight elsie because i know i'm springing the story on you right um but um it's tr- I think that the coach, yeah, she probably needs, she probably is the type of person that needs to be warmed up a little. She may have a little guard up. Ready. Right. I think that there's also, the, this is another thing too, that kind of brings us up to it. It's, it's sort of the way that we, we have, to, we, we have a, like a little bit of a separation in terms of, of producers where we are really, really 
trying, and, and I hope that this is true, to be very professional about what we do, right? Professional in quotes, right. too, because whatever that is, however that manifests, right? So there's a lot of us that want to do, you know, workflows and, you know, templates and uh, proper emails. Like, what are the emails that we're supposed to send so yes. that they take us seriously? And so there's like all of this, all of these actions that we take that are very serious. And then we expect people to get on the show and be like, okay, hey, we're just like hanging. Let's just so, talk. <laughs> so, then, yeah, so this is the topic that you, the, am I right? I did remember, correct? Uh-huh. Yes. The yes. workflow part. Yeah. Um, and this is, so this is the thing I always tell people to do because I actually have um, been asked this question in class is like, how do you warm them up before you get on the phone? And a big part of that for me is infusing a lot of personality into those thank you and follow-ups and scheduling emails. And like, I try to add some irreverence in, in even like the scheduling form and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? So that, so that even before we get on the phone, I've infused them with my own goofy personality enough. So they know what that to expect that it will be fun. Exactly. So that again, yeah. So everything has to seep with that. Like the expectations of whatever that is, right? Is mm-hmm. it has to be part of the process. And also, you know, cause there's, and it's very strange cause I'm, I think that sending people's questions ahead of time is very helpful cause sometimes it makes you think about stuff like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. And then as a template, and then mm-hmm. sometimes it's a little bit inhibiting be- because it feels like, okay, these are the questions that I have to answer and I will have to go like this. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's, it, it's a double-edged sword because I, I personally, as a, a guest, I, I find them helpful because it does give me an idea of, of who the audience is for the podcast. It also gives me an idea of, of the kind of information that I should have prepared. You know, like there's some things that I'm like, oh my God, I have to go research that. I forgot about that. And, and it was so funny because um, I was just on a podcast where she sent a list of questions and a couple of them were like, oh my God, I have to go get that information. So if she asks, I don't sound like an, a dork. And so I had that information and she never asked the questions. Oh, now see, that's annoying. No, but it was, it just didn't go, it, it, it was. It didn't it was, go that way. Yeah, it just didn't go that way. So it's yeah. like, it was it was perfect. It was perfect. It was a great conversation. I'm just saying that I remember going like, "Oh my god, I have to have like these this data." <laughs> and <laughs> I it's, what my favorite book is yeah, yeah, something like yeah. It was something like that was kind of like that. It wasn't something super important. It was something like yeah, share your latest I don't know quote or book or whatever people ask for. And I'm like, oh my god, I gotta go get that. <laughs> And um, I almost never look at the pre-questions. I mean, I glance at them right before I get on the call just to make sure I don't fumble on any of the answers. But I do hate being asked my the book I'm reading because who the heck has time to read books? I'm not reading any books. I don't read books. I read information in as small of a bite size as I possibly can. I so want to read books. I'm, I'm, I'm almost doing it, but I don't have time. To no, do I actually have been reading books. I've been yeah. making it a point for me to read books. But um, the thing is, I still don't have enough time and I want to consume so much more. And so I'm really considering getting audible. Oh, yeah. That's I really, okay. really, you really am. Girl anyway, yes, you should. Yeah. So anyway, but that's a really <laughs> weird segue. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, that was a weird segue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so yeah, back to but, the workflow. Yeah, back to sort of like uh, being able to, as, I think as a guest, it's so interesting because I have insight both as a guest and as a sort of, well, you have more of an insight as a podcaster who it does interviews because I don't really do very many interviews on my show. I've done some, but not enough to be like, hey, I'm an interviewer person, you know? Yeah. Um, and I know that when I've done them for the shows that I do, which are not interview shows, they're soup. Usually they're very simple. Hey, you want to be on my show? Sure. When? Yeah. <laughs> and then, and usually they're podcasters. So I'm like, Hey, we're going to be talking about, you know, X, Y, and Z. We'd love to get your insight. You're awesome. Talk to you then. <laughs> you know, yeah. Simple, a, easy. Yeah. Super, super easy. And then I'll send like a, like an email before either the day before or even uh, the day of a couple hours before and like, hey, getting ready, you know, and just kind of yeah. checking in. And, and back and forth, we'll just, uh, you know, exchange Skype email, uh, Skype uh, addresses. Very simple. Again, something like, is this your thing or is this, hey, this is mine. Add me. Okay. Like it's nothing huge. But again, I'm not doing this. I'm right, not an so interview. imagine interviewing eight people a month. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, like you can imagine that yeah. the email process of getting just what you just said, an email asking the person responds, a separate email saying getting ready, responding. And then, oh, by the way, where's, what's your Skype? Like all of that, I mean, times eight is unmanageable for someone who is also, you know, doing other stuff, dealing with clients, running a business, whatever. So um, I... I tried all different kinds of scheduling tools and I chose schedule once because so far it's been really reliable, but also um, they do a follow up email when it's over. And that's the one piece that I just could not get down. Like I was trying to be really personal about sending a heartfelt thank you and I just kept forgetting. And so at least now I know I can thank people for their time and their generosity and how much I know that my audience is going to love them. And yes, it's a, Yes, it's not a, you know, it's set from schedule once and not from me, but it is heartfelt. At least I know they're getting thanked in some way as opposed to me remembering it to do it, you know, like a week later. You're right. Cause I, com- I completely forgot. Like I have the intention, the full, in- even right after we're finished, I'm like, oh my God, I love them. <laughs> like I just have that feeling, you know, it's I love them so much. Appointment right after and you can't, yeah. think, you know, you're yep. thinking about it and then you think about the next day. That was so good. But then Facebook dings and you, you know, and something yeah. else happens and you get distracted. Absolutely. So, I, so that's why I chose that is because I wanted to make sure. And then also um, the follow-up emails, certain ones like BookFresh, they don't allow you to have separate follow-up emails. They all have to say the same thing. And I wanted coaching clients to have different uh, experience than an, an interview person. I don't want them all to get the same thing because that's just weird. So like um, – you know, so so some services only allow you to have like one email that says, "Hey, thanks. I'll follow up with you and see what you think" or whatever. That just doesn't even make sense. So, um, so that's why I use schedule once, and then I really make sure that every email that wh- wherever I can customize it, I do customize it so that my personality is really. I don't know. I try to turn up the volume a little bit to be kind of funny in the emails and stuff like that. Um, and then the questions I ask are not necessarily like what book this or that, but I kind of want to ask like what their specialties are in business, but then also what kind of stuff they're digging that's not business related so that I can jump from the business to the personal and get to know them better just as a person. Um, Whereas a lot, I mean, but that's my show. I mean, some shows are, 
you know, like Tina Pettis has a new show that's going to be launching called Click, and hers is all about building tribes. So she's not really going to ask, like, what TV shows they watch, because that just doesn't make sense. You know, it's like, it don't, it don't make no sense, right? So she, her questions will be probably around how did you build your tribe and did you have any challenges and stuff like that, and that makes sense for her show. For mine, I, I'm just trying to expose different sides of one person, so that's why I do it my way. Yeah, and I think that those little tidbits—the schedule once and the and the the email after—and why you need it. Th- these are questions that a lot of people don't think about, and there's a lot of people that don't need all that stuff, right? Because they don't have coaching clients; <laughs> they don't need separate emails. They don't, you know. That's it's true. like, it, yeah. They're, so they're so these are really these are things that I I believe are incredibly important for you to test for yourself. Because yeah. I, again, I have tested a lot of different things like that too, but they just don't align with what I want to do. And I'm not talking about scheduling because I haven't had to really use a scheduling client. I right. Now I do time trade and it's really just for clients. Like yeah, it's very I, simple, like whatever it works. It works now I signed works. up for time trade like one or two years ago and someone made a booking and it didn't show up in my calendar and that happened one time and I was like, done with you, never again. If you're not going to sync correctly with Google Calendar, yeah. we are so over. <laughs> we have, you know what, what I just found is do- doodle, but I don't think that it's for business. I think it's more for like getting together with getting people, together with people or, or getting a, a good meeting time. I'm not quite sure exactly how it works. The thing is that I would love to mess with this stuff, but honestly, I don't have the time. So thank you for schedule once. I just used scheduled once for somebody, somebody that was booking me for their show. So, and that okay. was nice. I really like that. And, and I do think personalization is really important to make a good interview happen before it starts. Absolutely. Yeah. That's and you know, one of, uh, yeah, bad, that's a bad move. No yeah. Good. That whole interview is going to be stiff. If your emails are stiff. People I think work so hard, like you said at the beginning to look and seem professional but you can do that and still have a good time because if you are not having a good time, your guests will not have a good time. Yeah, and it, it won't be fun. Now, in, in terms of gathering all of that information, I have two different – like I have to schedule – I do schedule a lot of things. I schedule a recurring blog post on Libsyn, which is the Rock and Libsyn podcast. That is not obviously an interview show. It's just um, blogs, uh, blog posts that I – but I kind of schedule them. I have, you know, an email that I return to everybody that inquires about it. It's very, like, the process is super seamless, at least from my end, because I wanted to make it as easy as possible for me. And at the bottom, I ask for, like, a little list of things that I need from them. You know, I need your artwork. I need your Twitter. I need your Facebook. I need, like, yeah. all that stuff is in a little list. And uh, it's made it so much easier for me. And the reason I found that out is because podcasters, the, I'm saying generalize, not our she podcasters. I think our she podcasters are so much better at it. But I think the majority of podcasters don't know how to pro- pro- to promote themselves. Can I just give a little? I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a little rant here. You got an Elsie rant okay. coming. I smell it. I, smell I know. It. So here's the thing. I send that little list. Please give me a link to these things because it makes me easy to promote them. That's the mm-hmm. whole point. So I can just like copy link iTunes page, copy link Facebook page, copy link Twitter page, whatever you know to, to tag them and all that stuff. There's people who go who send me that information back and say. Oh, you can search in iTunes for iTunes link. Search for iTunes show name. Um, we are at whatever everywhere. And it's like, or the Facebook, Facebook page. They'll give me just the title, not the link. Is that the most, would you get upset over that? Because I yes, asked for a link. That really annoy me, yes. 
And so then I have to go search in iTunes for their iTunes link so that I could link to them so that people can subscribe to them. Yeah, that would infuriate me. Especially, but I would also be, I think, if that happened consistently, a little more steely in the invite or in the follow-up that says, uh, please double-check and make sure I have all your information because I cannot promote you without this. Mm. You know? Yes. And therefore, you know, and therefore, you're really putting it on them. Either you want to be seen or you don't. Right, because I also had another, another, you know, pair of podcasters who, who I also, I asked for an image. No image was given. It was sort of like, find it, you know, find it in the, it's on my website. It was something like that. And I was like, what? Okay. Yeah. You know uh, what? No image. And so I, I emailed them back. I'm like, Hey, I didn't get your image. Yeah. Um, Hey, let me know because that's how, that's another way to promote. Like I, you know, I share the link. I share their image because images are pretty. You know, there's all these different ways that I find to promote those, them. Yeah. And it was just so, I got so annoyed because I was like, come on, guys. You you have to work to get your name out there. You have to step into it. If somebody asks you for these things, you have to provide that for them. Now, let's do the other side. And I'm going to rant for, on the other perspective. <laughs> Oh, I have a crap load of things to do. You're going to do a dual rant right yes. now? So now I'm going to go the other way. It's like, what if some, some somebody sends me a thing of all of these things I'm supposed to fill out? All this information they want. I don't have time. How the hell am I supposed to come up with this stuff? Like right now, I have no time to fill this out for somebody else's show. Okay. So, if it was Oprah, you'd fill that. Of course I would. But all I'm saying is that it does become, especially, it does become annoying. Like the more things you have to fill out, the more annoying it is. I didn't start doing it until I had a healthy enough audience where I knew they would be grateful to fill it out. Do you know what I mean? Right. I didn't do it at first. I didn't have an audience. It wasn't until I had an established audience that I was like, and also else, none of them are, they're, none of them are mandatory. And some people do bypass it or they say none. I mean, well, it says none if they bypass. But but then I, you know, if I see some, someone's bypassed the whole thing, which has happened to me one time, I write back and I said, I see that you bypassed my questionnaire. I really will have no way of contacting you unless you at least put your Skype. Also, I'll need a headshot or I'll just find a picture of my choice. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> you have to give me at least something. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. So I... I think it had just been bypassed, but that also irritates me because it's like, I mean, that's fine. You don't want to tell me what business rules you've broken or what your favorite time management tip is. That's fine. But if I don't have your Skype, we have no interview. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause it, no, because there is, there is that, that thing, like that initial conversation or the basic stuff, like the Skype and how to do it, you know. And, and I know that it gets kind of – I forgot who it was. I just was in another show because maybe that's why I'm getting – I'm like, yeah, I'm constantly on people's shows. Um, but, and so I was just in another show and all of a sudden it was time and I'm like, oh my God, I don't have his Skype. Yeah. And there we are, both of us emailing at the same time. What's your Skype? You know? And I'm like, Ugh, yeah, it would have been something that would have been nice to have before. And I have a feeling something kind of fell through the cracks in that conversation because he had a pre, he had a, a previous, you know, protocol for being on a show and all this stuff. I think that somewhere in there that that information must have just gotten lost. Um, so, you know, also I asked for Facebook, I asked for Twitter, and it's mostly so I can put it in the show notes. Again, if if you don't want to add it, it's not going in my show notes. 
But you know what? Most women don't complain about, I mean, maybe not to my face, but um, they haven't, I haven't heard a lot of like, oh, your questionnaire is a pain in the tush. But um, again, why would they tell me that, right? <laughs> why would they like say that directly to me? But I mean, that's why I do it. It's so I can promote them and so I can steer the conversation in fun and interesting ways. Yeah, and, and you now, do. Now I gotta go look and see if my form is too long. And that's why we're having these conversations. We have conversations, Elsie. I get nervous. <laughs> I'm basically doing this show to make sure that I am not nervous. <laughs> well, we all again, we all have our way of doing this stuff. Coaching me live for everyone to hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was just a rant, man. That was just a rant because there are things that you really do need, and if. Bottom line, I think for me, the essential information is just connection, connection stuff, because I really, really want to promote my people. And, you know, oh, and now let's turn it around because I think we wanted to talk about this, too. How to provide your guests with the best ways to promote you. Because, you know, there's been times, too, where they will send me, um, hey, your, your, your thing is live. Great. Yeah. You know, and, and I, it's like, oh my God, I don't know how to promote it. Day. Yeah. And I don't want to get it that day. I've already got a full day of BS I'm doing and I can't stop and tell everybody I was on your show. I need to know a couple of days in advance or at least the day before. I, you know what? I actually don't even feel that the show, because you're right. I get these again. I get them a lot. And so I feel bad because I feel they think that I'm not promoting them, but I, I have an internal rhythm <laughs> and yeah. I, and I really, really want to promote you. So I can't just half-ass promote you. I just don't do that. I don't like to just be like, Hey, listen to this because I have to give the people who follow me a reason for listening. Right. Yeah. So I have to craft a proper social media post so I can really rev you up and tell you, tell my people how cool you are and all that stuff. And that takes time. Now, my personal choice in terms of sharing is Instagram because that is a smaller community for me. I feel much more kind of personal about that. Um, it's a kind of a mixture of people who know me and people who have just gotten to know me via Instagram only. I think images are somehow, I don't know, you, you kind of connect with people a little bit more. And so I really love Instagram. So I really love to share images mm-hmm. and they respond a lot more to images. And mm-hmm. so, of course, that goes to Twitter and Facebook as well. But I like to start it into Instagram. And so when I don't have an image, it's really tough. And so what I usually do is I'll go. Oh, this is from, from my own accord. I'll just go to the link on my iPhone. And I usually take a screenshot of their website. And usually it looks nice. But there are people who <laughs> don't have. <laughs> and, and again, and this is so hard because there's some people who are just starting out and I get it but they don't have a proper website or they, and, and I'm not talking about, I mean, all of our she podcasters actually have a website, a nice one most yeah. of the time. So that's like above average. Most you ladies already have above average something, but there are some that don't, um, not from our listeners. And it's been so hard. Cause I'm like, how am I going to promote this? Because if I put the link to go to this site, then no one's going to listen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and actually I just interviewed someone about this, Stephanie Bavara, actually about telesummits that I'm happy to be interviewed on a telesummit. And I want to tell people about telesummit, but man, if that branding is no good, it is super embarrassing. 
to, to tell people that you've been interviewed for this or that. Like if you, you, if you are scrapping together barely your website or your logo or your brand, like, I don't know, as a guest, I don't want to be like, look at this awesome thing. And it doesn't look so awesome. Right. And, and you know, but so this is what I was thinking about that one, because I just love to do that one episode. It was the most fun I've had in a long time. And I really, really wanted to promote it. Right. So I'm thinking, where can I put it? I'll put it on my website. So then I would do it the way that I want to do it. And I, I'm still going to do that. Mind you, I'm still working on my own website. Um, but that's what I'm going to do. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just, if I find that there's a post going to theirs, that is not like pretty enough, not pretty enough. I can't say pretty enough. Did I really say that pretty enough? <laughs> that is not. <laughs> you know, I know what you mean. Did you know that when you, somebody lands that they actually want to listen from right there, that maybe I can do like, do it a post on mine with a link back to their show, but that you can kind of access the con- the actual show itself, the, 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 the audio piece from my show. And I just had... What's really cool is that for, and this, nobody has done this only, I would say only less than a handful, perhaps like three out of people that I have been interviewing in quotes for the Libsyn blog now for over three years. Uh, I just did a piece on the doc, on Dr. Vibe, who is a really, really sweet man. It's the Dr. Vibe show. I did a Rockin' Libsyn podcast with him, you know, on the show. And I sent out, you know, like the, the, the social media stuff and everything. And he just sent me an email telling me, oh, thank you so much. Here is the, the post that I put on my site. Mm-hmm. How nice is that? That's really nice. So he sent, you know, he's promoting himself, promoting us, promoting himself. <laughs> Very meta, but I'm all for, for sending people over to him, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I think that's very sweet. So that's a consideration from, as a guest, if you really love the work that you did on somebody else's show, perhaps it's the first time you've ever said something clearly, then do a post about it yourself on your own blog. And you know, you can, you can put yourself into, you can promote yourself. You, it's, it's easier to do that sometimes I think. Yeah, I also, I really appreciate when people pre-write tweets. For me, the the one show I promoted the most that I've been on was the one that sent me five different tweets about my show to promote. And then I just had to click from the email and tweet them. So, like, I mean, which I didn't do. I actually scheduled it in social oomph. But it was like, listen to Jessica, you know, listen to me talk with Amy Smith about blah, blah, blah on the Joy Junkie today. And each one was different. And I was like, she's a genius. Because I do three, but they're all, like, one of them is, like, I shared my lady business on Lady Business Radio today. I mean, they're they're just not cus- as custom as all that. But I thought that was a really cool idea. I love that as well. Because, you know, sometimes it's really, it's easy to do that for somebody. And if they don't want to use it, they don't want to use it. Or they can infuse it with their own stuff. Or even just send certain bullet points and stuff like that. In fact, I just remember I have to send some. <laughs> this is what ha- this is what's tough too because I feel bad for podcasters when I mention, I don't know, a gazillion things that I use or tools or whatever of things that are kind of obscure. And the poor podcasters sitting there going, Oh my God, I'm going to have to go find this. How do you spell that? (laughs) Yeah. And so they have to put all this in their show notes and that's a lot of work that they're doing. And so I kind of, as soon as we finish, I'm like, oh, I have to send this person all of this information so they don't have to go out of their way to go find it. And then 
again, a Facebook bleep comes in, a child fell down in the toilet or something, or, you know, I got to go save a bird, something like that. And then all of a sudden I forget. So that's not even on my radar. You just said you have to go save a bird. (laughs) That would never be part of my day for any reason. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's funny. That was a good one. Oh, so I just wanted to go through my booking form real quick just to see, just to give you guys an idea, and you can be, feel free to comment and say, that sounds too long. Um, but so this is what's mandatory. Name, email, bio, headshot, um, Skype, and then they have to agree that their name can be used for promoting the show, and they have to agree that the content belongs to me. Um, and then that's it. Those are Those are all mandatory. And then the other thing I ask is, Website, Facebook, Twitter. When it comes to being an entrepreneur, what are your strengths? Oh, I always ask if they have any subjects that are off limits. Although that's not mandatory, I kind of do want to know if they hate talking about politics. You know, uh, have they ever broken any business rules and had it work out for the better? A secret or lesson that they wish they had known before they started? Best time management tip and anything they're totally into. So there's like five BS questions. Most people answer them, actually. I, th- I mean, I don't know if they're fun to answer, but it does help me steer a conversation in interesting directions. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that's too long? I'll see if you got that. Would you be like, ah, eh, this? I'd be, I'd, be, <laughs> I'd be a little intimidated. Because really? I was on your show a while ago. Did I fill that out? I think I did. It was something about, like, what do you want to talk about? That Whatever. Anyway, it was something like that. And I thought, oh, gosh. I mean, I really want to fill it out. I would really want to fill it out. I would just feel like... When do I do this? Because I want to offer value. And so, but see, that's my like thing where sometimes I go, I really want to do a job, a good job. I want it to be perfect. I want it to be super valuable. I want it to be awesome. And then I never do it. So which one of those questions makes you feel like you can't answer in an awesome way? Like a lesson you've uh, wish you had learned. I mean, you know that off the top of your head. Most people know those questions off the top of their head. A lesson they wish they had known before they started. What's your best time management tip? I mean, like I can rule. Okay, I, can I could do. I could do those. Like, I think the one that you. What is the one? Did you t- talk about rule breaking? Yes. Have you ever broken any business rules and had it work out for the better? Yeah, I think that that's one that, that you know you sent that question to me to put in your ebook. Yes, I did. Yes, you did. And and hello, did I answer? No, no. because that's the well, question. Not- I'm like, I don't know. Like, I would really have to sit down and go, hmm. Yeah, that one might be a hard one. And, you know, I've had some people, you know, it was actually hard to mine questions for that ebook because a lot of people were like, I don't break rules ever. <laughs> and that's fine. You know, that's fine. It, that was just, you know, the other one, time management. I mean, everyone has a time management tip, even if it's, you know, work to the tune of your body. That could be a time management tip. Like when you feel tired, sleep. When you're hungry, eat. When you need to work, work. Yeah. You know, no, I, I, the other ones I would, I think that that business one w- would have been like, huh, I don't know. Yeah, no, you because, didn't. Yeah, that one's hard for you. Yeah, it is a hard right. number one because I'm not necessarily a rule breaker. I mean, I'm like, I'm like a rule breaker in my own way, like when it doesn't really affect other people, sort of thing. Yeah, kind of. But in the in the work, like for me in the work business environment, I'm not necessarily a big rule breaker for other people. And at this moment. I have my own business, but it's very like boutique. It's sort of like you're coming over to my house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's my house. Garage. I don't see it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see it like 
in quotes, as a business with a big B in it, where I feel like I'm breaking rules, even though I might be left and right. Yeah. Does that make sense? So maybe I just needed to sit down and, and really see that for myself. I don't know. It was a lot more introspection and that's really what it made me do. I'm like, I really have to think about that. And then just because I said that it never got done. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing is that one thing that bothers me actually about um, pre-interview questions is if I'm taking the time to fill it out and send it back to you, don't ask me those questions during the interview. That has happened to me a couple times. Where I was like, didn't I already answer this for you? Uh, you huh. else? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, I don't like that. Cause then I feel like I'm reading from my own script. Right. And so you're right. Okay. I get it. No, but, but see, the thing is you're really good at like doing the jumping off points of, of things and finding, finding little interesting things about people. I saw, I, you know what, I'm going to have to come back to this again. I'm going to listen to one of the first products I think I ever, ever bought like online products was Susan Bratton. Um, she used to be really, really strong in the podcasting space when it started. I'm actually not sure what she's doing at this moment. She was incredible. She was, it was the first introduction to marketing that I, that I had was via Susan Bratton. And I forgot the name of her podcast back in the day. And she also had created her own podcast, um, network and they were all based on business slash like holistic living kind of thing. Very up my alley kind of, even though I only listen to Susan Bratton's uh, um, podcast and she sold a product back then that was all people on her show. The way that she talked with them was just fluid and, and, she, and her voice rich and her audio was amazing. And she did a product and I thought, I want to be like Susan. And she had a list of, I think, goodness gracious, like 20 to 50 questions that she has in her back pocket to kind of move the conversation into something super awesome, like super cool. And she gave that list out. And she also had uh, a list of, she, she showed you the way she went to do research for people and how she researched them. She had an entire like PDF on how to do that kind of stuff. Susan Bratton was awesome. So I'm going to have to have a link. Maybe, maybe her product is still up because it's super rad. I love those questions. They were, and, and I really got a gist of, um, she also interviewed a gazillion people about mm-hmm. interviewing. Uh, and it was oh. really, it was a great product. It was very inexpensive too. I think it was like 59 bucks, which was kind of very nicely priced as an oh, instant product. Yeah. Um, the link in the show notes? Yeah, then? I'm going to see. I don't even know if she offers it anymore, but I will link to Susan Bratton because I think, think, I think she's still super awesome. Um, Perfection. Anywho, so ladies, if you have any uh, feedback for us, please email feedback yeah. at shepodcasts.com. You are more than welcome also to join the She Podcast directory over at shepodcast.com. You can go over there and put in your name and have you be a part of an amazing community, which is so cool. Yes. Add your show. Make the directory the biggest women's podcasting comprehensive directory. It's really good for not only getting your show out there, but if you want to look at other people for guests. If other people want to pitch you to be on your show, this is, will be like a good resource for everyone. You are so smart, Jess. 
Aren't I? Right? Just kidding. I know. Connections, connections, connections. So if you do, well, yeah. we'd love to have your voices on the show. So why don't you email some audio feedback to feedback at shepodcast.com or ask us questions and we'll answer, you know, we'll do our best to answer if something comes up. Um, you know, and if you want to give us a little love, we love it to subscribe over on yes. iTunes. Um, you can, let's see, we'll, we'll, we'll make up a pretty link just for here so that we can say it in the podcast only. And that is shepodcast.com slash iTunes shepodcast.com slash iTunes and that'll take you straight to the iTunes page. Oh, wonderful. On your iPhone or in on your laptop, on your whatever set top box, whatever it's called. On your that computer yeah. thing, that big thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Elsie, for everything. Yay! Lovely to talk to all you. Alright then. So um, we will be chatting very soon again. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Guys take care. Have a good Bye-bye. one. Record? I don't know. I think it. Re- I mean, I heard you say about Susan Brett, and you finished a sentence, and then I thought you were going to say something else, and then you. Oh dropped. my gosh! I did say something else, but I'm going to be. No, I mean it was a pretty long thing about Susan. It was Bratton. a pretty long Susan Bratton thing. I think. I heard all. Hold on. Give me a second. I'm checking, 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 checking. Six twenty-four. Okay, I think we got it. Okay, good. Okay. All right, dude. So we're going to have to wrap it up because I've got children. <laughs> yes you and me both my children are actually sitting in the room waiting to be taken to the mall oh great my children need to be out in the hall oh my god i'm so sweaty right now it's disgusting oh. anywho that was not- <laughs> <laughs> awesome i'm glad you could share that on she podcast yes today. exactly right